0: Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn, playwright, filmmaker, and professor of communications at American University. When Sarah E. Cohen was here to discuss Pippin, we also talked about Come From Away, which had just concluded its run at Ford's Theatre on its way up to Canada before coming to Broadway. Since this is Come From Away's opening week on Broadway, I figured it would be a good time to release this intermission. The original cast this week is brought to you by Flying V Theaters' production of Brother Mario by Seamus Sullivan. What happens when you cross Anton Chekhov with Koopa Troopa's Fire? flowers and mustaches the answer is flying v theater's latest production brother mario in this existential exploration of the Super Mario Brothers, Mario begins to wonder if there's more to life than jumping go-karts and princesses in other castles. Performances begin February 23rd, so reserve your ticket at flyingv.brownpapertickets.com. Listeners to this podcast can get $5 off their tickets by going to brownpaperbagtickets.com and entering the promo code PODCAST. So again, Flying V Theater's production of Brother Mario. Performances begin February 23rd. Reserve your ticket at flyingv.brownpapertickets.com and enter promo code podcast we join the conversation already in progress there's no organic way to segue into what i want to talk about now so we're just going to talk about it and that is come from away welcome
1: to the wildest weather that you've ever heard of where everyone is nicer but it's never nice above welcome to the farthest place you'll get from disneyland fish and chips and shipwrecks welcome to the rocks
0: So you work at Ford's, yeah, and I, I have been to Ford's, so we have that in common. Uh, but um, <laughs> the I just saw it was a couple weeks, uh, a month or so ago mm-hmm. now. Um, come from away at Ford's, uh, I saw it on the recommendation of uh, Holly Wenner who uh of of the keegan Uh, i saw her at page to stage and she said this show is going to be huge and you have to go see it and was emphatic and i trust her so i went to see it Mm -hmm. and uh i'm I'm almost speechless it was it was it's the best show i've seen certainly since fun home um Mm -hmm. it's it was amazing it was absolutely amazing how many times did you get to see it
1: um, I've actually only se- so like once it got running, it sold out like crazy. Right. So I have seen it twice live and once on archival footage. So actually, only three times okay or two times, depending on how you count. Um, but enough that I sort of, like, had the rewarding experience of seeing lyrics that I was like, I don't know why that line is in here, and realizing why. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure if I kept watching, I would get more, but I feel like. Too was at least a good, a good yeah. basis.
0: I would readily see it again. I mean, oh, I would yeah. see it again, and I can't wait for the cast album to come out. I'm, oh, I am, yes, <laughs> uh, it is one of the few shows where I, my wife and I both walked out of it and were just like, uh, "It is like I, I can't wait. I want to listen yeah. to that music right." Right away. For those of you who don't know, Come From Away is a... It, you may have heard of it, if you have an ancillary collection to theater, as the 9-11 musical. Oh, my God. It's a little more complicated than that. It, it, it does take <laughs> place on and around September 11th, uh, but deals with this... What's the name of it? Gander. Yes. Which is a town in Canada yeah. uh, where tons and tons... A, a, a massive airport on this island. And on 9-11, when they shut down American airspace, uh, all of these planes from all over the world... Got rerouted to this town of uh,
1: like 6,000 6, people, maybe a really small town. Really
0: small town, and suddenly it was uh,
1: like, sorry, I'm sorry, it was six thousand people. About ma- like less than ten thousand people in the town. That's fewer, how the yeah, fewer than ten thousand. So the
0: population like, doubled, right, yeah. it, when all these people arrived in these planes, and they had mm-hmm. were all parked on the runway, and <laughs> the people were there for a week, and uh, almost, and it it is just remarkable show. Um, And has a lot of it actually does have a lot of similarities to this show. I think interesting. It is well in terms of structure. Okay. Because it it is how many? It's a one act. So one act. How many cast? Uh oh god, I between
1: twelve and sixteen. I was gonna
0: say yeah, I was gonna say about fifteen. So somewhere in that. Small. Playing each person playing four or five roles, uh, and in a when you say that sort of thing, your implication is like oh, it's gonna be one of these like very theatrical blah blah. These people move in and out of these characters in the most seamless yeah I've never seen I have never seen anything like it I really haven't and it's it's sort of your dream as a writer when you're writing something that has a lot of parts where it's like okay this will like it'll make sense people will be able to clearly tell who's who and in this show using very simple costume pieces and very simple accent changes. Mm-hmm. And very simple physical changes, these fifteen or so people transform into the like several thousand members of this town and also the the people on the plane mm-hmm. in a way that you can't even you can't even fathom it's so clean. I mean, I can't. Oh, my God. It's so much a great show.
1: <laughs> um, I had heard when I spoke to one of the actors who said that if you lose your track in the show, because everything mm-hmm. is so precise. Yeah. Like, if you just lose focus at any point, you just have to do it all, like, in rote and you can't be in the characters to the extent that you want to be. Right. Because I believe Because there is that. so much, you know, it's mechanical so, Well, it's
0: also, like, the other ball. things that resolves with Pippin, mm-hmm. seamless seamless scene transitions. Yeah. Almost to the point where the show moves at a breakneck pace for a show that is not fast the songs are kind of slow and some of them are some of them are fast some of them are more sort of lackadaisical it is a it is not a show that you walk out of being like oh my god like i'm exhausted but it flies past you in a in a really real way the bands on stage which is always fun yeah and but yeah i believe that because there's also a precision of Set changes mm-hmm. and move like you just—it's got—it's so well choreographed.
1: Yeah, it's crafted. It's like a unit, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think the choreography also speaks to that. The choreography is not showy. It's almost no. like you don't even think of it as choreographed. No. But the movement but it is, is so definitely. character-driven and so uh, like it's that perfect mix of like what you do in everyday life meets dance in a way right. that doesn't—it feels very organic. I think that's the yes, term that I is it's use.
0: a very yes, that is a very yeah. good word for it. Which is my concern for it commercially, yeah. I have to say, because it feels. Effortless. Yeah. And that can be a problem.
1: I'm, I'm like smiling really wide over here because from a financial standpoint I mean like it sells. So the show is fascinating. Oh it rocked. I mean fascinating. It, it,
0: you couldn't in this town like to people yeah. who don't live in DC yeah. you couldn't get a ticket to it. I mean it was it was a very hard ticket to get oh, helped by the fact that Fords is not an expensive theater.
1: It's a small theater it's too. It's a small theater so. and
0: the, the ticket prices are very affordable which mm-hmm. I always appreciate about Woo! Fords. Yeah, I, I it's was it's true. Yeah. no it's
1: like, awesome. I really
0: want to go see Secret Garden and I'm not going to because it's a hundred bucks a ticket and yeah. that's a Shame, but like I really, and I'm sad about that. But also like, but
1: you can come see Ragtime. Well, that's Ford. the thing.
0: Is like I can go to Ford's, and I mean I think we got balcony seats for a twelve o'clock matinee. I also love the fact that you have twelve o'clock matinees, It's is great because my kids, my son's at school. We can go to see the matinee and then come back, and mm-hmm. he's and we don't miss a thing. Um, we sat in the balcony, partially obstructed view for me and whatever, um, and it was it was twenty five dollars. I mean yeah, it was it was ticket, super right. affordable, yeah. and it was great, and we could make that split second decision and then eat that night. And it was, so that's great about it. But I I do worry about a show like this that has no star Mm -hmm. and feels, like you rush out of this being like, oh my God, that was amazing. But if you had told me, you gotta go see the 9-11 musical, I'm not going. Like, I'm just not going. Totally. And it's a really interesting story. I mean, it's a fascinating story. So once I heard the story, I was interested, but you gotta be told the story. And it's, a you know, 15 people, none of whom are stars. And it f- has this, like I say, effortless feel to it. Whereas it's like, I mean, this is not a knock on Hamilton, but Hamilton puts itself very front and fore. It's very yeah. flashy to a purpose. Hamilton is a flashy character. It yeah. deserves to be a flashy show. But it's a flashy show. Like you see where your money's gone yeah. when you see Hamilton. When you see a show like Come From Away on Broadway, I kind of worry...
1: Yeah, if I had about that If it doesn't feel like enough of a situation. show. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because I know that, I mean, this is... We've had a lot of internal discussions... Uh, I'm sure. ...from the marketing team and in collaboration with the New York people about how they're thinking about selling the show. Because it is. It's a tough sell. Yeah. Um, and that makes it really interesting, I think. Like, I get to benefit a lot from sort of hearing and seeing and learning from that. Um, but yeah, so, like, one of the things they're doing in terms of the press is they figured out that they should start talking about it as a nine twelve musical uh Ooh,
0: that's a neat idea it's
1: genius uh because the idea is you know firstly it's going to be called the 9-11 musical you can't stop that but once you hear 9-11 musical actually there's a british tv show called skins it's an incredible yes, I show know, i know skins uh and they do a they actually do a parody a parody musical a 9/11 that is musical. the nine eleven musical that's what pops in your head if you if right. you know what I'm t- there's a song about getting bagels it's completely inappropriate right. and it's done as, a you know, sort of a gag on the show. Um, but, you know, that's not what this show is. The show is like a very human uh, story that is not about, you know, the experience of living through 9-11. It's about the experience of stepping away from 9-11. Right. Uh, and having this weird suspended life. And it's also... Um, it's a story of, like, generosity. It's not it's not the same kinds of themes, I think, that it you has... automatically associate with 9-11. Well,
0: that's very true. It, it does have... Because it doesn't take place in America, for something it takes place in this tiny island in Newfoundland, and it is, you know, is a, is even though it's not that far from the United States, it's a million oh, miles no, from the United it is. States,
1: and it's also like regarded as sort of uh, backwater is such a harsh term but you know what i mean well it's, that's what it's they the say i mean part they have, of canada right. and apparently they actually at one point had a vote to join the u.s like independently oh, wow. of canada and almost got enough votes to pass like oh they God. are separated from canada too i think we're gonna see right. canada try and claim a lot of ownership well, over newfoundland now yeah um like in terms of for a press perspective of like oh this is ours we we did this. well it's not
0: that far from i will say at some point my wife and i and and, and our son are going to go on a small Canadian East Coast tour because she's a huge Anna Green Gables fan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. takes place absolutely. on Prince Edward Island, which is not that far from Gander. Yeah. So, I mean, we you could do both of them. I mean, you got to take a ferry and stuff, but you could do both. So at some point, we're going to go to that. Incredible. And Prince Edward Island is very Canadian. So it, it is yeah. It is Canada. I mean, it's part of that. But So there's one. It doesn't take place in the United States. Yeah. Two, it doesn't have a nine eleven number. Right. It has a number. And what it has is it, it, it does really well is as somebody who was I was 21 when September 11th happened and I rem, what the the predominant emotion I remember feeling for most of the day was confusion mm-hmm. and the show does that very very well of capturing yeah. this horrifying confusion and shock but not the sorrow it ignores the sorrow initially because it doesn't have time like yeah. it's really it, it gets right from shock these people spend over 24 hours on these planes, mm-hmm. on this runway. And at the end of it, they're just tired and mad. Like, yeah. So we don't have time for the sorrow. And it doesn't dwell on the sorrow. It goes right from that to like telling them what happened on 9-11 to then like moving into the pragmatic thing of like there are now 10,000 people in this town. We've got to figure this out. And so – it doesn't dwell on the unhappiness. Mm-hmm. It deals with it mm-hmm. in a couple of numbers and in a couple of moments. It doesn't ignore it. But if you have traumatic memories about 9 as I think all of us do who yeah. live through it in one capacity or another, but especially people who live in New York, it will not it doesn't require a trigger warning to me. It it does not it doesn't have footage of the planes crashing right. into the towers. Right. It doesn't have anything morbid in it. It doesn't it doesn't run at you in mm-hmm. its nine eleven ness And even to the to the point where if you sat down in it didn't know it was on 11 musical, yeah. when you found out, you wouldn't get sort of tense, I think. You would be like, oh, good, this is what this is about. And because it moves right past it yeah. into the practicalities of, like, all these planes are coming to our town and we've got to figure this out. Yeah. Which is a, which is a, a tribute to the writing, I think. Yeah, of, oh, Of totally. knowing exactly how much of this story how much of the historical context we need to, to set well, up well
1: and so it raises an interesting question like cuz effectively in the show when you're watching it 911 the sorrow of 911 as you put it mm-hmm. so eloquently lives in the audience yeah it's not living – I mean, there's a moment where the actors are watching the TV screen and they're watching the audience and they react to seeing the,
0: yes. the plane at the tower. but we don't see the footage. But we don't right. see the
1: footage. And it's just our memories. Right. So this becomes a really interesting question if you think about the future of the show because obviously, you know, as younger and younger people come in – and we had school groups who didn't, you know, didn't live through 9-11. Right. Um, and so – what does the play like the experience of seeing come from way? What is that for them versus if for someone who's lived through the experience because so much of it is dependent on your own understanding of of what happened because they let the star live in you instead of right you know dealing with it in a very concrete way on which stage. i think is
0: is is more important because yeah. I mean we have you know we it's a very personal experience obviously yeah. for a lot of people, and but what the show is about is how you respond. It's yeah, a tragedy, not exactly. tragedy. It's not about the tragedy. It's how you respond. And that is more important. And it's what makes scenes like, I don't know how much of this to spoil for people, but there is a Muslim character mm. in the show who goes through exactly what you think he's going to go through. Mm-hmm. And it is humiliating and horrifying, as it should be, um, as it absolutely deserves to be. And it is not... They do not shy from it in any way. And they don't have these moments of like, they never let that off the hook. Mm -hmm. They never let any of the real emotional rawness and damage off the hook. Um, They also do a really smart thing, in my opinion, of having this plane that we spend the most time with. There's one plane Mm -hmm. that we spend most of our time with. Being a plane bound for Texas, not a plane bound for New York. Mm -hmm. So it is this sort of away from... It is it is is removed from the tra- nobody except for one. There's one character on the plane who has a direct connection to New York, and that's all we need. We mm-hmm. just need one person going through a personal tragedy. Yeah. We don't need a whole plane full of people doing that. Right. Which again is this is this restraint that is so impressive. Yeah. To the writers to Absolutely. be like they're threading this line really neatly. They're, they're in in a way that is so difficult to do with something that is still so fresh. Yeah. In a lot of ways, even though it's 15 years old at this point, that is a lifetime for some people, for a lot yeah. of people. But it is very, very fresh in the people's minds fresh and It's fresh. And it's also still brought up in our political discourse all the time. Yeah. So it gets to stay fresh and exploited uh, in a lot of ways. Here we are six days from the election. God help us all. By the time this comes out, the election will be over. Yay! Um, Yay, yeah, so, the election f- being yeah, over. God, I hope so. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, so that, that's the kind of... It, but I was so impressed by it, I really yeah. just have to say. It, and I just,
1: just to like the writing is I agree. I completely agree. And it, I was, you know, I'm watching all of the reviews come out very like um, very invested. And Peter Marks did not think the writing like he, um. he gave a positive review uh, overall, but he he criticized the writing and the structure of the show and said that it didn't go deep enough. And I think that's a really interesting comment. He he. Okay, so he really liked hmm. um, the 11 o'clock number of the show, which is this— uh is the
0: airline number? Yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: I you know, there are a couple numbers that could fit in the 11 o'clock spot. But right. the one that comes to mind immediately, the, the right. Pilot the pilot has The pilot has—there's a pilot on one of the planes, uh, the plane headed for Texas. Right. And you get to hear her perspective and what it's like to experience 9-11 from the perspective of somebody As who— a pilot, yeah. Is in charge of a vehicle, right? Suddenly I'm in the cockpit. incredibly touching and moving uh, and it stands out as one of the strongest mm-hmm. songs in the show and one of the strongest moments in the show.
0: I, I think that Come From Away is a remarkable show yeah. and it made me say, and I think I tweeted this at the time, but I, I believe now is a golden age of musical theater, mm. not 1940 whatever or 50 whatever. Like this is with shows like Fun Home and Hamilton, mm-hmm. Come From Away, Dear Evan Hansen, we are yeah. in this remarkable time of musical theater and it's now it's not then it's now we are we are the the art form is going in so many interesting and fascinating ways and i am so excited to be (laughs) here for this and to see what what comes out of that you know where where does it go from here
1: i hope it does well fun home did well fun home is fun home did well
0: fun home though michael Michael service you had judy kuhn you had (laughs) allison bechtel you had and you also have a show that has, I'm not a huge fan of log lines, but when you have a line, your Tony performance is like,
1: Caption, my dad and I both grew up in the same small Pennsylvania town, and he was gay, and I was gay, and he killed himself. And I became a lesbian cartoonist. <laughs>
0: That's a show I want to say. Like, yeah. oh, what is this story going to be about? Yeah. Come From Away does not have that. What they do have is one of the best opening numbers I've ever seen in a musical period with Welcome to the Rock.
1: On the northeast tip of North America, on an island called Newfoundland, there's an airport. It used to be one of the biggest airports in the world. And next to it is a town called Gander. There's a two-person police department, an elementary school, an SPCA, a local TV station, and a hockey rink. It's a small place on a giant rock in the ocean. Everybody knows everybody else. And everybody in this room has a story about how they started that day. Welcome to the Rock, if you come from away. You probably understand about half of what we see. They say no man's an island, but an island makes a man. Especially when one comes
0: from one life, the last.
1: Welcome to the Rock.
0: Incredible opening. So they will have a good Tony's performance. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. And like you said, they're opening against... Dear Evan Hansen. It's
1: a really tough season on Broadway right now. It is. Right going to be
0: great. That's good. Yeah. That's no, it's, it it, like you said,
1: Golden Age. It's very absolutely exciting. It's a Golden
0: Age. Yeah, it's it, we've got more. I mean, just by the numbers, we've got more musicals yeah. in the last 10 years that have been nominated or won the Pulitzer Prize than the previous 30. You are here at the start The original cast was recorded at the Media Production Center at American University. Special thanks to Tom Fish, Jeffrey Madison, Imani Mular, and the tireless staff of students who run the front desk. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at Original Cast Pod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, online at Unknown Penguin. You can email us at originalcastpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the original cast on iTunes, and while you're there, please give us a comment and a rating so other people can find the show. My thanks to Sarah E. Cohen for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal.